As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today. It's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Welcome in, everybody, to the Huddle Up Podcast, presented as always by Mile High Huddle. Powered by Overtime Media, I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, is my partner in crime, still rolling with the punches of what is just the most insane mega deal for Patrick Mahomes. We're going to get to that here tonight, talk about what it means for the Broncos. But he is Zach Kelberman. Zach, you brought something to my attention tonight, right before we were going live, that involved Melvin Gordon picking out what the programming was going to be for NFL Network, did you say tomorrow? Yeah. In case, our, in case our audience missed that, drop some knowledge on the community and tell them what uh, what that's all about. Well, I'm just reading the tweet here. I just saw from NFL Media. It was pretty innocuous. It says Broncos running back Melvin Gordon is in charge of NFL Network programming tomorrow, meaning Tuesday, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern. Here's what he selected. And he picked, I'm looking at it right now. I mean, he picked one, two, three, four Chargers games. He picked the Bears Colts Super Bowl. He picked a football life of Walter Payton and a football life of Eric Dickerson. And the first thing tomorrow is welcome to the NFL. Uh, hey, rookie, welcome to the NFL in 2015. Now, you can say, and you brought up a good a counterpoint, Chad, that he only did that to show himself off in a Chargers uniform. But one of those Chargers games is from 2007, week nine, the Chargers and the Vikings. So I, I don't really think he understands that Broncos fans don't want to see anything but Chargers games. I, I still think he's a Charger at heart. And he hasn't really accepted his his role on the Broncos. He's obviously still mad he's unpaid. He's not in Denver with his teammates right now. I, I guess I understand he has tenure with that organization. But you're with a new team now. What do you owe them? Why are you still loyal to them? At least for optics, pick a Broncos game. It's your new At team. It's one. your new home. One, one, one out of like, six. Maybe Super Bowl 50 since that's in right. recent Cannon, you were a rookie that year. 2015 was the year he entered the league as a first-round pick. But he must have grown up a Bears fan because he picks the Bears-Colts Super Bowl, the one Peyton Manning's first ring, and then he picks Walter Payton. I don't know exactly where Gordon's from uh, off the top of my head. I should know that off the top of my head. But he must have grown up a Bears fan. But you're right, it's just weird. And, again, part of me doesn't blame him because – you know, if he's if if I'm the NFL player and I'm getting the opportunity to dictate programming, I want that that spotlight shined on me a little bit, at least somehow. But to not include 
your current team that you're you would think that as a running back you want to curry favor with the fans your new fans you want to curry favor with your new teammates your alumni of your new teammates he missed the boat dude I don't really think he cares about that. I mean, he's complaining he's still unpaid. He's been clapping back at radio hosts. He's not in Denver working out with his teammates. He's taking kind of umbrage to what Philip Lindsay is putting out there. I, I don't really think he cares what the fans think about him, Chad. And apparently he grew up in Wisconsin, and I just Googled that. He's from Wisconsin. So I don't know where that Bears allegiance is. I just think he picked games that he remembers vividly in the past. And I don't know why he picked a Chargers game from 2007. If it doesn't feature him, if it was eight years before he was even in the league, it leads me to believe that the Chargers still own his heart and the Broncos are just a distant memory, even though the Chargers just got rid of him for a, for a quote-unquote inferior running back. They didn't pay him their money. The Broncos actually paid him, and yet he doesn't include one Denver game in there. I just mm-hmm. it, it adds to what I'm saying about the guy. That's all. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah, it's not uh, encouraging. It's, it's a little discouraging, in fact. You talk about, we, and we addressed this on yesterday's show, that he has been absent from the Bronco workouts, and we deduce that that has a lot to do with the fact that he has yet to, according to him, as you said, he's unpaid, yet to receive his $4 million signing bonus. But the Denver Broncos released a few videos on the their team site, or excuse me, uh, images on their team site today on Monday, and I thought it'd be kind of cool, just real quick, I want to flip through a couple of these, then we'll get into the meat and potatoes of today's show. But, Zach, here's who has been at these, at least the most recent ones, because you can see in this image here, that's Drew Locke, and who's snapping him the ball is Patrick Morris, who was originally kind of tapped to be the starting center, or at least the prospective starting center before Lloyd Cushenberry got drafted. And then over on the right, that's Albert O. And Albert O just last week arrived in Denver. So these are new, relatively new images. We don't know exactly what day they're from. But just check this out. Now, we know Melvin Gordon's not in any of these. Whoops, went too big. Bear with me. Um, here's the second one. You got Philip Lindsay. Any of you who saw the or read the article I had on these on Philip Lindsay's uh, Instagram post a few days ago, you'll recognize a lot of these picks. But there's Lindsay. Oh, what's it doing? There we go. Here's Locke throwing to Fant. You got uh, over on the left here in the black T-shirt. Pretty sure that's Justin Hollins for what it's worth. Um, so there's a few, there's Albert O again, and it wants to be, I don't know what's going on there. we got Philip catching a pass. Well, I thought he that couldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. And then here's, you got Morris again, snapping, whoop, go back, snapping to whoop, wrong way. There he is. Patrick Morris snapping to lock. Anyway, if you guys want to get, uh, and there's a few others that include, a, like a defense, a defensive kind of session that was organized by Todd Davis and got Joe Jones there. When you guys get some time, head over to DenverBroncos.com, check it out. It's it's interesting, but yeah, Zach, no, no Melvin Gordon there. So either way, Whatever. we're we're gonna we're gonna turn the page before we dive into the main crux of tonight's show. Um, let's just welcome in really quick those of you who've been hanging in the room, Ernie Toy Mafia. Mark Langley, he's back in the house. This is good. Had a chance to talk with Mark personally last night and uh, mended some fences. We're on the same page. Really appreciate you coming back and showing love like you are. I told you, you don't ever have to do that ever again. That's not why we wanted you back. That's not why we want you to stay. But that's just Mark. That's just the type of duty, as he says. What's up, my guys? Just to let Broncos country know that I love you all very much and the support, because that's one of the things I told him. He didn't listen to last night's show. 
And I told them, dude, it wasn't just Zach and I pounding the table for you to stick around. The community was saying, no, don't leave, Mark. So uh, he, I'm sure, went back and saw some of that. And he says, I've gotten a lot of love and hate for this. Oh, well, I guess. Chad, it was great talking to you, but I'm staying with Huddle Up Pod, nice. which is music to our ears, Zach. Yeah, Mark, if you're watching, which I think you are, I hope you can go back and, and watch yesterday's pod, the replay of it, just the comments and the love that was shown toward you and the support. We're all a family here, and sometimes things happen and, and things get misconstrued and wires get crossed, as Chad likes to say, but we're all a community, we're all a family, and I'm happy that you decided to give it another go. It wouldn't have been the same podcast without you. It's not a cliche, it's the truth. So the band is back together. We'll grab we'll grab this one more real quick, and then we'll, we'll dive in. Appreciate the supers, my yeah, brother. Thank you, said. By the way, it was great to take a breath. A lot of wax on and wax off, uh, and wax was everywhere. Hashtag, no, 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 can't say that hashtag. If Garrett can change his game, then I'll change my hashtag to hashtag new toilet bowls, hashtag huddle up pot. Mark brings the funny and brings the levity and breaks the tension for the community. So we appreciate you, Mark. It's good to have you back in the saddle. All right, gang, real quick before we dive into tonight's show, a couple of quick reminders. The Huddle Up podcast and Mile High Huddle continue to grow exponentially, even in the, just the dog days of the NFL summer where nothing's going on. We got to make sure our new listeners know how to connect with us on social media. If you're watching live, you can see it on the screen. Follow us on Twitter, the podcast, at Huddle Up Pod. And while you're at it, make sure you follow at Mile High Huddle. You check those two boxes. You follow those two accounts. You're not going to miss anything as it relates to programming, giveaways, all that, plus Broncos breaking news and analysis as it's happening. Check out the merch store if you get a chance, gang. If you're in a position to, huddleuppod.com. Get your swag on. Get yourself one of these football priests hat. There's T-shirts. There's hoodies. There's a little something for everybody, mugs, masks. Right now, that's one of the things that has been probably the number one actual bestseller on the merch store in the calendar year 2020 for obvious reasons is the MHH face mask. So, If you're in a position, check that out. It's another way you can support what we're doing here at Mile High Huddle. And either way, and if not, we're just happy to have you in the stream. These three simple things organically help the show tremendously. Subscribe, especially if you're on YouTube, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, wherever you're watching this, whether you're live with us or after the fact, like this video and share it out there. Those three things help us more than you know. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. All right. So, Zach, we'll get to some of the supers that are stacked up here. And, Mark, Mr. Chad Jensen has a powerful Jedi mind trick. Uh, and he one last thing. Shout out to Duke Boynton for his support from Mark. Appreciate that, bro. And I'm sure Duke does, who, by the way, Duke reached out to me. He's got a little eye problem right now. So our thoughts are with, mm. with Duke. I'll let him kind of, you know, if he ever wants to share what happened. But he reached out to me and showed me his uh, his – well, his wound, let me just put it that way. But he's, I think he's okay, but still, it's just one of those type type of uh, injuries where it just kind of ruins your day, might ruin your week type thing. So, Duke, we're with you, bro. Uh, anyway, Zach, today, news breaks. It's a slow Monday. Not much is happening. The number one story going across my timeline on social media is Peter King taking exception to hot dog eating contests, calling it a sin that it shouldn't be considered a competitive sport. I'm like, man, it really is a freaking slow day in the NFL. But then finally, news breaks that the Kansas City Chiefs, at first we didn't know what the value was. We knew it was a 10-year contract extension for Patrick Mahomes, which actually puts him under Chiefs control for 12 years because he's got two more years left on his rookie deal. But it's a 10-year extension. There was rumors, there was hints that it was going to exceed $400 million. The highest-paid athlete in the history of the world in terms of an individual contract is Mike Trout. I want to say it was uh, $426.5 million was the total value of his contract, MLB player. And then we finally heard word. It's well over $400 million. It's upwards of $450 million. I can pull it up here. But, Zach, what was your gut reaction to Mahomes getting that deal? I just saw a report from Rappaport that said it's over $500 million. So he's the, the world's first half-a-billion-dollar player in the history of sports. And he, his injury guarantee for his contract, Chad, I think it's like 130 and something in that range. That just the injury guarantee alone is more than the total value of most quarterbacks contracts in the NFL. It, it's just astronomically high. It's mind bogglingly high. It's difficult to comprehend. But if there's any player on the planet right now, walking and breathing who deserves that money, Chad, it's Patrick Mahomes. The, the, the the things he's done in two years, I mean, two years as a starter, NFL MVP, Super Bowl title, Super Bowl MVP, uh, the way he makes throws, no-look passes, jump passes, left-handed passes. He is the most dynamic quarterback I think I've ever seen in my entire life. With the things he can do with his arm, it, it leaves me amazed. So if there's anyone who's deserving, I can see why he got that contract. And just to think, now, it's not like he came out of nowhere. He was a first-round pick in 2017, but... From t- just by virtue of what he accomplished in 2018, MVP, one offsides from D4 penalty away from going to the Super Bowl right. as a first-year starter. 2019, suffers the knee injury, keeps him out for whatever it was, three, four weeks against the Broncos, comes back, wins the Super Bowl. In those two short years, he has now a 10-year contract worth half a billion dollars. You're right. Here's the tweet from around the NFL per Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero. Sports history has been made. Patrick Mahomes has signed a 10-year extension worth 
$503 million. <laughs> the first half billion dollar player becomes the first NFL player to be the highest paid player in the sports chronicle, which is unfreaking believable, Zach. It just boggles the mind. But you know what it also tells me? It's slightly encouraging here is that the NFL is bullish on what the next few years you know, is going to be and what 2020 is going to be. Because I think considering the fact that Mahomes was under contract for another couple of years and in light of what happened this year with the word that shall go unnamed, they didn't, there was nothing necessarily dictating that they get a deal done now. In fact, a phone call to Pat saying, Hey, look with what's going on. We don't know what revenues are going to do. If you, you know, ride this out with us, let's see what happens this year. And I assure you, we're going to make it up to you. My guess is he probably would have been, Maybe not happy with that, but he could have got behind it if he presented it to him the right way. But instead, Zach, they showed him the money, which tells me that the NFL, one way or another, is bowling ahead for a 2020 season, going full bore into making sure this, thing's hap- this thing happens. And individual teams, Zach, it sounds like they're going to be inviting player, or excuse me, fans into the stands because I read a few different letters different teams sent out to their ticket, uh, season ticket holders today including the Packers, a couple other teams. I read their entire letter to their season ticket holders, and basically they're saying, hey, we want you at the games. If you don't want to come because you're worried about the word that shall go unmentioned, for those people, at least for the Packers anyway, they're telling them, Zach, look, we will give you back your money. We'll give those seats temporarily to someone else, and then you're the first come, first serve next year if you want to come back and have your tickets. So teams are moving forward. Each team has an individual uh, mandate prerogative to decide what they do in terms of fan attendance. And that's the one thing about this that is the silver lining in terms of 2020. I, the total value is surprising and eye-popping, but there's it's a no-brainer for the Chiefs to make this move and lock him down. There's no more marketable player in the league and, and by a wide margin than Patrick Mahomes. But I got to give Lee Steinberg, his agent, so much credit. Not only did he land him a half a billion dollar contract, he tied it to the salary cap every single year. So the more the salary cap goes up, the more Mahomes will make each year, which means Mahomes' grandkids, grandkids, grandkids <laughs> will live comfortably. He yeah. set its generational wealth, and it's it's one thing to receive a lump sum and a signing bonus and a guarantee, but to tie that contract to the salary cap, which is always going up with TV deals and the popularity of the sport, that was such an amazing, shrewd move by Lee Steinberg getting his client that. It's the new poison pill, Chad, in the NFL, and I would not be surprised if more and more quarterbacks or players opt for this kind of framework in their future deals. The same way the, the mold was kind of broken with Kirk Cousins taking a fully guaranteed three-year contract. Just a great yep. move by his agent. Really interesting here, looking at the way this thing breaks down. This is according to Tom Pelissero. They actually structured it in a way that gives them some cap flexibility for 2020 and 2021, the two years that will officially complete his rookie contract. Because he got 17, he was a draft pick, 18, 19. So those three years under the are, are under his belt. And then this year will be his fourth year. The team, you know, would then have the option to exercise his fifth-year option, which they would have if this contract didn't happen now when it did. Those two years, though, as I wrote in an article today, kind of talking about how this affects the Broncos, what's the harbingers for Drew Locke and all that, you know, they – by the time you get to 2022, Zach, they're going to start having the Chiefs. They're going to start to have to make really tough roster decisions. They're going to get into those, you know, the the situation where – you're not be, you're you're paying a quarterback literally fifty million dollars a year, 
here's and this kind of shows you the roster bonuses. We don't know exactly what the cap hits are going to be, but $50 million a year roughly, that limits, Zach, what you can do in terms of building the roster around him. It doesn't completely shut you down. It can be done. I mean, even Peyton Manning, the first Super Bowl he won in 2006, he was at, he was it was post his rookie deal. The Colts figured out a way to win a Super Bowl while paying a franchise caliber quarterback top of the top of the line money. It can be done. The Broncos did it in 2015 with Peyton Manning. Even that money he made in 2015 to think, Zach, that just four or five years ago, $19 million a year for a quarterback of Peyton Manning's caliber was considered top of the line money just five years ago. But these next two years, Tyreek Hill, his contract on the books, Travis Kelsey, his contract on the books. But then after that, 2022 is when things I think are going to start getting really complex in terms of, you know, they're going to need a really creative cap wizard to fit quality players under the salary cap. I know Broncos fans are looking for a silver lining with this deal, and the silver lining to them is they're not going to be able to pay their players. But here's the here's the wet blanket counterpoint to that. Mahomes is such a good quarterback. He is such a transcendent talent that you don't have to have the Chris Joneses of the world. You don't have to necessarily have a Tyreek Hill. Peyton Manning won with no defense. Tom Brady won with no wide receivers, notable wide receivers. If you're that good in that upper echelon, you don't need so much talent around you. It raises the team to such a level where they can win despite deficiencies. So I understand it's going to make it tough. I, I would look for them to bring back Travis Kelsey. He's more important, I think, than Tyreek Hill. They have Nicole Hardman on the roster. But as long as you have Mahomes under center, if he's healthy and he's able to play, you're always going to be in contention, whether you have the Chris Joneses of the world or whether you're fielding 10 men on defense. He is that good, and he will be for the next decade plus. You invest around the quarterback, you invest in the quarterback, you invest around the quarterback, and you take your lumps elsewhere, just knowing that the quarterback is going to be that tide that raises all ships. It's going to bridge the gap. And more often than not, that's going to win you games. That's going to put you in the dance. I mean, I think Peyton Manning's career, both in Indy and Denver, are good barometers or good examples to illustrate how this can work for a team that has the right quarterback. If it's really you know, a generational caliber talent, it covers a lot of holes. However, here's the thing. It will have an effect eventually. This is going to have an effect. Pat Mahomes, is as long as he stays with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to be tough for the Broncos to beat. They're going to be the 800-pound gorilla. However, this next three years in which Drew Locke is on his rookie contract, Zach, cost control, the Broncos can do follow the 2013 Seahawks model, invest around him, and try and strike while the iron is hot. That's To me, that's the silver lining. However, Seeing how this contract was structured, I'm a little less bullish that the Chiefs are going to be taking any kind of a step back as a result over these next two years, Zach, because most of the cap hits come beyond 2021. Yeah, let me just say this too as a counterpoint. That Manny says we don't know that about him yet, that they can win with having no talent around him. Let's not forget that he's also tied to Andy Reid. And again, say what you want about Andy Reid, but he is one of the best coaches in NFL history. He is one of the best game planners and schemers up there with the Kyle Shanahan's and the Sean Paytons. So as long as he's the one calling plays for that offense, as long as he's the one coaching Patrick Mahomes, they're going to be fine. You can make the case that, yeah, we haven't seen him without a Tyree Kill, all this other talent. I mean, he lost Kareem Hunt. He lost Tyree Kill for some some of his games, and he still was balling out there. I mean, injured or not, you know, less weapons or not, he is that good of a quarterback. And Broncos fans push back against that. He's their rival. He, he takes him down twice a year. You just have to call a spade a spade. And Patrick Mahomes is far and away the best quarterback in the NFL, and he will continue to be. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. 
Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. As Al Gore once said, it's an inconvenient truth, okay? He was talking about global warming, but in this case, it's an inconvenient truth that the greatest quarterback currently playing in the NFL is the Kansas City Chief. Yep. It's, it's, it sucks, but it's also a great um, motivator if you're John Elway, if you're Vic Fangio, if you're Drew Locke. And I want to talk more about that here in just a second. I want to grab Duke real quick, jumping in with the super – Good to see you, bro. You. I know you're you're not listening live anymore, but I'm sure you'll hear this after the fact. He says, got to run, just dropping some MHH love. Hopefully, I'll be back on before this pod ends. All right, that's awesome, dude. Appreciate you stopping in. Zach, let's talk about Drew Locke in particular. You're, how do you think Drew Locke reacted when that busted across his phone this morning and he went $500 million. What do you think his reaction was, and how does this really affect Locke in your mind? realistically knowing the type of player and person that drew lock is i'm sure in, in the back of his mind it flashed for a second like maybe in a couple years i can score some of that windfall as well but he is uh, my best guess is he's focused directly on 2020 he's not thinking of 2021 2022 his next long-term contract he saw in his rookie deal he's yet to take one single snap in 2020 he still has a lot to prove and he's self-aware of not enough, unlike Paxton Lynch, to know that, to prove that, to go out there and do that. So my guess is, yeah, he's human, and human nature says, I play the same position, I'm in the same industry, I can get some of that cash as well. But he is so motivated, Chad, on this year, and proving to Elway that he was worthy of being the guy. So I don't think he's looking beyond 2020. I think he's motivated to show himself, the Broncos, and the NFL, that he's a true franchise quarterback. And he knows the money will roll in after that. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I talked about in the article today is, you know, it's a, it's a mammoth. It's just a gargantuan deal that Mahomes got today. However, it didn't really tell us anything about Drew Locke, what awaits in the future for Drew Locke that we didn't already know. If he goes out and establishes himself in 2020 and 2021 as a bona fide franchise caliber thrower of the football and a leader of the team, like he hinted at, in those five games. I mean, the Broncos believe they've got their guy long-term. They don't know that perfectly yet. They don't know that for an absolute fact in the same way that they knew that when Peyton Manning was throwing the footballs for the Broncos a few years back. 
but they strongly believe it to be the case by virtue of the fact that almost every move this offseason was made to build that nest around lock, invest around the young quarterback. If that was Trevor Simeon still under center, you'd have seen a different approach. Most of that money, most of those draft picks would have flowed to the defensive side of the ball. So the Broncos are confident they've got their guy long-term, but Locke still has to prove it over these next couple of years. And if he does, look, Zach, it might not end up being $500 million contract, but if he accomplishes some things, gets the Broncos to the dance, makes a Pro Bowl or two between now and then, I could see it happening for him. I was actually telling Buana this before we hopped on here, that if he's just good the next couple of years, if he's a capable starting quarterback, doesn't have to even be a pro bowler, all pro, whatever. He's not going to get $400 million, $200 million, but he's going to get a fat, hefty contract, Chad, a lucrative contract. And if the Broncos were wise, they would lock him up sooner than later. I wouldn't say when he's first eligible, but the longer, and Jerry Jones can attest to this now, the longer you wait with the quarterback and you play those musical chairs, it can really come back to bite you. And that's why I've been saying with Justin Simmons, if they would have signed him last year, it would have been cheaper than waiting until this year. Elway has to get ahead of the curve with his franchise quarterback if and only if Locke proves he is just that. If he's good or above, he will get a contract extension. And if Elway was smart, if he's still the GM by then, he should not wait to lock him down. All right, let me see really quick. I got to – all right, um, John, if you can grab – thank you. My stream has jumped. So between that, between Eclipse's first super and his second, everything in between that, I don't have. So if you can just roll those on the screen here, one after the other, I want to get to our great superstars here. Eclipse checking in from the city of brotherly love. Just hashtag state of being. I love it. He says, happy Monday, priests and Broncos country. Just checking in. Won't be in the chat much, out making runs with the family, but I am tuned in. Appreciate you, my friend. It's good to Thank see you. you, as always. Good to have you in the stream. And love that profile pic, dog. Makes me proud, makes me happy. Very humbling. It's good to see you. Um, let me see here real quick. Oh, Mundungus, arguably the most unique <laughs> name next to Eclipse Stormborn. These two names in our in our stream might be the most unique. Here really appreciate you. You are in the last few days, I guess, last week that I can think on the top of my head, you you are really flexing as far as coming up on superstar status. And we really appreciate it, my friend. He says, hey, Zach, I own a bookstore. So if you need some help with that empty bookshelf behind you, I got your back. It's like KP's alter ego. I think that's a burner account for, for Kevin <laughs> Peterson. I see the books behind you, Mundungus. And you know what? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm open to it. If you want to <laughs> you want to donate some books, I'll be happy to put them up there. We also have some plans that uh, I'm not going to completely expose right now, but we have some plans coming up here at Mile High Huddle to unify the backgrounds of each and every podcast. So we'll, you know, you won't be necessarily seeing into my home office or Zach's home office on every single podcast. So we'll be we'll be getting to that here in the near future. Yeah, we I appreciate the uh, the support though and the donation, Mundungus. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll try to get that corrected so it's not an issue. All right. What do we got, John? One more. I think, let's see. Oh, we got Terry up in Canada proving Broncos country is not a geographic location. It is a state of being up there north of the 49th parallel, just representing his profile pick as well. Just makes me proud, man. He says, if Locke balls out the next few years, how much does he get paid? Hashtag football priest, state of being, and Broncos world. Zach, 500 million, you know, you can, we can talk about the fact that, you know, every, every time a market gets reset, it's only a short matter of time before 
you know, it happens again, right? Before someone breaks that contract. But I think in the case of 500 million, half a billion dollars over 10 years, in the case of Patrick Mahomes, I mean, he accomplished in such a short amount of time. I mean, he got to the top of the mountain as an individual player, the accolades, the MVP, the Pro Bowls, and then he carried his team to the top of the mountain as well. So he, in that sense, from a from a hype perspective and, and also just from a real body of work, like he earned that money. You know, that's it's a it's an obscene amount of money for for those of us out here in the real world. But I think Drew Locke, we'll see what the market does between now and then. It's not outside the realm of the possible that by the time you get to, let's see, 1920, 21, you get to 2022-ish, between 21 and, 21 and 22, that just might be the going rate for quarterbacks by right. the time you get there for franchise caliber quarterbacks. Although we don't know that for sure yet. But if he does his part, elevates his team, I mean, it's going to be untold many millions of dollars that just like Mahomes – can make his family, the Locke family, wealthy for many generations to come. That's what I was going to say. NFL contracts, especially with quarterbacks, it's always on a sliding scale. The, 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 the recent person gets more than the last person. And look at Jared Goff right now. He signed an extension last year, $110 million in guarantees. That was a record then. One year later, Mahomes made more an injury guarantee than Goff made in total guarantees of his contract. It is always changing. It's always shifting. The Wentz steal, the Goff steals, the quarterback deals, those look like steals, peanuts compared to what Mahomes got. And when Deshaun Watson signs relatively soon, he'll be getting a lot of money as well. I don't know about $400 million, maybe not $200 million, but it's going to be breaking the bank over and over and over again. They're going to keep setting new barometers for quarterbacks that are not named Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes is in his own category with this contract, Chad. Unless you win a Super Bowl, win MVP, and the MVP of the title game, the Super Bowl, you're not going to get $500 million. But if Locke, again, if he proves he's capable, if he proves worthy of being the Broncos franchise quarterback, I don't know at that point when he does resign what the quarterbacks behind him will be getting, but it's going to be by then in the $40 million a year range. I mean, like you said, five, 10 years ago, $20 million was a lot for a quarterback. Now that's a slap in the face. So in two years from now, 40 might be the new standard and lock. If he, if he's up to the challenge could be getting that type of windfall in just a couple seasons. This is the overtime podcast network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I hate that this happened on a day in which Steven is flexing his brand new Dove Valley Deep Divers hat. I love. I would love to be able to show your profile pic right now because it's awesome. It makes us all proud here at MHH. You're rocking the merch. But the stream did a jump where I can't show your actual card. It pains myself. It pains Zach. It pains John. But let me read this. Steve Baumgartner, one of our bona fide superstars, jumping in, showing some love. You know we appreciate you, my Thank friend. Thank you, Steve. Looking forward to Locke versus Mahomes for the next 12 years. Hashtag Denver Broncos for life. State of being. Go Big Red. He's a, he's a Nebraska Cornhuskers uh, fan for life. Steven, we really appreciate you, my friend. But, yeah, that's if Locke is the guy that I think most of us believe that he is, that's going to be a marquee matchup, Zach, for the foreseeable future. Locke versus Mahomes. The first one didn't turn out so well, but it was such an outlier type of a game. Not only was Locke on the road for only the second time in his career, but it was arguably the worst conditions game in Broncos canon over the, for the last at least decade. So it's hard to know exactly what you're dealing with. It, also the fact, Zach, that the Kansas City Chiefs, from a talent perspective, that yeah. roster they were going up against, not only were they at home, but they were on, on Super Bowl level. The Broncos, you know, they made some strides over 2018 and 2019, but they really needed the 2020 draft and free agency period to kind of close some of that gap. But – yeah, it's going to be a marquee matchup. And they have closed that gap, especially on offense when you have Judy, when you have Hamler and the rest of the Broncos' weapons. There's going to be times where Locke gets the better of Mahomes. There's going to be times in the next 10 years where Denver takes down Kansas City. It's not going to make Locke a half-a-billion-dollar player, but it's going to cement him as being the Broncos' franchise quarterback. And with that comes these these huge gargantuan contracts, these salaries. So if as long as he stays the course, Locke, no matter if he wins or loses against Mahomes, He's going to get paid in a couple seasons. All right. Let me grab this one here. Also from George jumping in, just like with Steve, and I regret we can't show your actual super chat card, my friend, but we really appreciate you. And it's we're stoked that we got you in the stream. We thought it was going to be reserved for just Sundays, but we're happy to have you in here with us, my friend. He says, bonus nights for me as I can't return to work until my brother gets over the thing that can go unmentioned. That's right. I forgot. Hopefully you managed to avoid that thing that goes unmentioned, my friend. And uh, you got some, you're taking your multivitamins and your zinc and doing what you can to keep that immune system nice and strong. Keeping six feet, washing your hands, all that. I hope your, your brother gets well soon. I hope you're okay, George. We appreciate your support. Yeah, dude. And uh, keep us, keep us surprised of how that goes because we are concerned and we hope it works out. Okay. All right, let's grab also Christian jumping in, showing some love. Really appreciate you, my friend. Bonafide superstar as well. He says, it's officially Buzz Lightyear versus Zerg for the next 12 years for you Toy Story fans out there. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Kermit the Frog, but that works too. <laughs> and that he's sensitive to that too, I think. The whole Kermit the Frog voice. He it's literally really sounds like him though. It's not like just a joke. I mean, he actually does sound voice for voice like Kermit the Frog. It's absolutely a doppelganger voice. It's bizarre. <laughs> Eclipse jumping back in on our super chat. We appreciate you. you, bro. He says, not to go backwards, but the underrated Broncos pod. You guys said 
Brandon, when we were talking about underrated Broncos, you guys said Brandon Marshall, referring to the linebacker. I said Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver. Yes, underrated. So let's remove Brandon Marshall, the linebacker. Brandon Marshall, the wide receiver, who flamed out under the iron fist of Josh McDaniels. For fans who can think back to that, what was it the year he got traded? I think it was in between 9 and 10. It was, it was in between 2009 2010. But I can remember that training camp, 2009, he wanted a new contract, did Brandon Marshall. And in training camp, they were showing images of him catching passes and drills. And instead of finishing the catch, tucking it, and then you know running the rest of the route or whatever like they do in, in certain drills, he would let it hit his hands and then just bat it to the ground like that, just like passive-aggressive stuff where he and uh, Josh McDaniels were kind of going back and forth. And he recently told the story. I can't remember what podcast he was on. Might have been a radio show. I saw a clip of it uh, just over the weekend where Brandon Marshall, who I do agree with the Eclipse, he is underappreciated. He is an underrated player in the overall NFL canon. But he talked about, he shared the actual story of how he convinced Mr. B to trade him because Josh McDaniels didn't want to. He was, Josh McDaniels was trying to kind of break him or whatever, you know, crack the whip, et, et cetera. And he just went above him. He just went over his head to Mr. B and Mr. B with tears in his eyes said, I, you're one of my favorite players. I think he said something to the effect of, you know, you're, you're like a son to me. I don't want to trade you. And Marshall Zach was just like, look, I can't, I can't do Josh McDaniels. And so as he leaves, he's telling the story. This is, you know, this is not verbatim, but as he leaves Mr. B's office, he walks down the hall, comes up on Josh McDaniels office, pops his head and he said, yeah, Mr. B's going to trade me. Later, and he says, Josh McDaniels is like, wait, what? What did you come in here? <laughs> but if you guys can find that clip, it's worthy. But yeah, clips, I agree with you. He he is underrated. I, I don't say Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, was underrated. I thought he was actually a tad overrated. But Brandon Marshall, the receiver, he was a really good wideout for many years for many different teams. He was never that superstar, like even Des Bryant level, but he had so many great highlights, so many great attributes to his game. He just never really landed in the right spot. McDaniels, and then he had Cutler in Chicago, and it just never really worked out for him. But he was always a, a fun wide receiver to watch. He had some off-the-field you know, drama happening too, but he's – a light version of Cortland Sutton. Bring it back to a Broncos comparison. Yeah. Cortland Sutton will be 10 times better than Brandon Marshall ever was in the NFL. I remember the game. I uh, believe it was 09. So the, the Colts went on to win the, or win the AFC anyway, and lose to the, to the uh, saints in the Super Bowl that year. But the Broncos went to Indy Kyle Orton versus Peyton Manning. Doesn't, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to deduce how that game probably turned out. However, despite the Broncos getting blown out, Brandon Marshall set the, I think it was T.O.'s record he broke that that game, the single game reception record. I want to say it was 24 catches he had that game. It was in the 20s, Zach. But that was uh, my most indelible moment in terms of Brandon Marshall as a Bronco. Uh, Zeus McPeak descending, condescending from on high, the MHH Mount Rushmore. He's up there, his face is etched in the mountain. Appreciate you, my friend. And he's showing support and and a positive message and a welcoming message to Mark, an inclusive message. And Stu is going to be on the podcast Wednesday night. That's right. Don't, uh, don't worry too much about planning and whatnot, Stu. I will be getting in touch with you on Wednesday during the day. A few, I'll be dropping you a link, a couple of quick little pointers, and then we'll have you jump on with us about 15 minutes before we go live. We'll test everything and have a few questions for you. Very similar to what we've done with Christy, what we've done with James. So we look forward to that. And, of course, we appreciate you, as always, bro. 
Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. That should be interesting. I know the uh, our our listeners are as well. Yeah, here's Ryan, um, one of our superstars, officially requesting for Mark to start cooking up some Melvin Gordon memes and hashtags. So, Mark, you better get on that, dog. All right, let me see. Oh, and, and George is saying he's okay. It's his bro, of course, that is under the weather with the word that shall go unnamed. Um, okay, we grabbed that Mundungus. Bear with me, guys. I'm just creeping down here. We got Terry and KP down in Florida. Generous and supportive, as always. Passionate, outgoing member of the community. Much love to you, my friend. He says, the Mahomes contract signals a falloff, in my opinion. He's never been humble, and this will only make him lazy. Maybe he can afford a better haircut and a voice <laughs> transplant. <laughs> That's a good one, KP, a voice transplant. Um, I don't know about all that. I mean, when you're as just dynamic and talented and just look up NFL quarterback archetypes and you got John Elway, you got freaking Patrick Mahomes. That might sound sacrilegious for me to mention those two names in the same you know, sentence, but let's face it, gang, Patrick Mahomes is an all-time caliber quarterback, which is why he just got a half a billion dollar contract. I mean, did Peyton Manning fall off when he got his Broncos contract, which at the time was pretty hefty for a quarterback? No, he was actually better after that in Denver. And Mahomes, I never saw him as being cocky. I always thought he was pretty humble for a quarterback. Yeah, he plays against the Broncos. Yeah, his voice is annoying, and he's just a generally annoying guy to look at and listen to. But he's never been a a cocky, flashy type guy to me. He's always seemed relatively humble for a superstar of his caliber. Darian here, though, very bullish, very... um cocky i would say about his quarterback drew lock he says the chiefs really paid mahomes 503 million to be the second best qb in his division we assume of course you're talking about drew lock but that is some confidence and hey man i'm not going to knock you for it aaron dude it's been a minute he's been on a boat in alaska cut off from the world one of our og superstars i would say it's been about Somewhere in between free agency and the draft, when last we saw Aaron in the stream. It's good to have you, my friend. Appreciate the super. He says, the yeah. boat crew and I are isolated and battling. Thou shall not be uh-huh. named. Oh, really? Rough times being out of work, but these pods have kept me going through a brutal season on the water. Appreciate all you do for Broncos country. Stay safe. Man, I'm really bummed to hear that, that you guys are battling it right now, that it sounds like you guys have caught it, but... Hopefully, uh, young and healthy, those immune system, you'll get through it. It's just a matter of getting through the isolation period probably for you. But we're with you, Aaron. It's good to have you back in the stream, my friend. And let us know when you can pop into the pods. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know how the crew is doing. We want to you know, keep tabs on that if we can. All right. We also got Mike in the house, bonafide superstar. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, Mike. Each and every podcast, just so consistent. He says, 10 years of Mahomes means we need to draft a corner in the first round in 2021 and 2022. I've seen him play live three times. He is amazing. He is, dude. He is just, you know, I don't I don't want this podcast to be like the, you know, let's all bend the knee to Patrick Mahomes. Um, but he just is that guy. You know, he's, he's the trend. He's transcendent quarterback that the Chiefs just got lucky, 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 lucky to that they have him. And yeah, Zach, the idea of adding cornerback talent, I think Vic Fangio is very confident in his scheme and his play calling acumen in terms of not worried too much about the cornerback depth. But 
I'm a little reluctant to to say at this point, we've been talking about it all offseason until we see it on the grass. We're, we're still a little bit worried about the current cornerback depth. And Mike might be right. They might need to go back to the well on cornerback in the first round, second round, and these next couple coming uh, two drafts. I'd be really surprised if next year's first round pick is on a tackle or a cornerback. I mean, that's the two biggest weaknesses and say what you want about the depth they have at cornerback. None of it's sustainable if those players don't pan out and tackle. You guys know how I feel. I think one of Bowles or James will be off the roster next year. So I'd be really surprised if cornerback is not prioritized in next year's draft and in next year's offseason in particular. Here we have the queen of MHH weighing in, showing her support generous as she is wont to do. We appreciate you, Christy. Yes. Thank you. MHH Mount Rushmore. The MHH Mount Rushmore, by the way, has a couple of female faces in that edifice. So Christy is obviously one of them. She says, good one, Mark, talking about his super Mahomes deal is crazy. No matter how they structure, they'll have a hard time holding on to other key players and offering up for top players to stay. What do you guys think will happen in the next few years? So, Zach, going back to that tweet from Pelissero, it looks like – and thank you, Christy. We Much love to you. We appreciate you so much. Um, back to that tweet from Pelissero, Zach, they st- structured it in a way where he does get his $10 million signing bonus now, but the next two years is their little window. So if they want to try and push to repeat, you know, create a little Chiefs dynasty in, in 2019, 20, and 21 – that's their real window to, to strike while the iron is hot because starting in 2022, Zach, that's when the cost skyrockets through the roof for the Chiefs. And they're, I mean, look, they're going to have to at some point make some really tough decisions. And that you got to assume at some level will eventually come out in the wash and affect the product on the field. But Mahomes, by virtue of his talent, is going to mitigate that significantly. Right. Yeah, I think you said it best. For, for until 2022, the Chiefs are in a really good position because it's not a cap killing contract. It might seem that way, and we don't have the injury, you know, the, the guarantee breakdowns. But James brought up a really good point in the side chat that I saw that it frees up the franchise tag for next offseason. It could be Chris Jones, could be another player. It gives them more flexibility to keep that defensive star in the fold. And again, as we've been saying, as long as you have Mahomes, you don't have to have an overly talented roster. As long as you have him, you will be in competition. Competition. But what was so good about it, it worked out for both sides is that, of, of course, Mahomes got half a billion dollars, but the Chiefs did not torpedo their finances. They kept them afloat as best they could for a $500 million contract. I got to give him credit. It still boggles my mind. We're talking half a billion dollars to any athlete, let alone a quarterback in the AFC West that is not a Denver Bronco. Eclipse jumping back in. Appreciate you, bro. He says, Zach, you would love Futurama if you gave it a try. Is it on Netflix? I've watched it here and then. I'm a huge Family Guy guy, and I've watched American Dad. And it's kind of like this along those same lines, but I never really got into Futurama. I think it's kind of funny, but it was never really my thing. All right, let's see here. Appreciate that, Clayton. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Mr. Boggins showing some love. Thank Good you. to see you in the stream, my friend. And he reached out to me on a DM earlier, just flabbergasted at the money Mahomes got. The biggest loser of Mahomes' new contract is Jerry <laughs> right. Jones. Zach, what are your thoughts? You know, I mean, the deal is still yet unconsummated, right? Between Dak and, yeah. and the Cowboys. It's looking like what do they have? Nine days till the yeah. franchise tag deadline is upon everybody in the NFL. What do you think is gonna happen? 
Well, I mean, here's the thing. Jerry Jones offered Dak Prescott 33.5 last year and 105 guaranteed. You can't make him accept that offer. The only thing is the Cowboys have and held or holding now firm for a five-year commitment. What Jerry Jones should have done back then was let Dak have his four-year deal at 33-35 per. All it did now was increase the contract that Dak Prescott's going to sign. Not to make it a Cowboy-centric podcast, I could do that easily, but Dak holds all the cards right now. He's tagged for $31.4 million. If he's tagged again next offseason, he gets $37 million fully guaranteed, and if not, he's an unrestricted free agent, meaning he'll get paid by the Cowboys or another team, and he'll get paid with this new market value at quarterback. So Dak has all the leverage, and Jerry Jones, I'm sure, to an extent, is feeling very, very crunchy right about now. KP jumping back in saying, appreciate that. Kevin, he says, I uh, hate to make it a Chiefs podcast, but they are selling out for like three years. Reed and their GM will retire. After that, egos run rampant in the NFL. I mean, you're right on that in terms of it's unlikely that the current, well, I forget his name. It's Gunta, Gunta, Gunta what is his last name? The GM. Oh, now it's going to bother me. Chiefs GM. Uh, Brett Beach. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm thinking of, of the Packers guy. Uh, anyway, Brett Beach, um, he'll probably still be around if, as long as the Chiefs are continuing to win three years from now. But I agree with you, KP. There's a solid chance that Reed might, you know, he might try to go for a back-to-back, maybe try and repeat. Like these next two years, I think, is probably Reed's window. And then he might hang it up and, you know, he needs to wait his six years and then he'll go and he's now for sure a Hall of Fame lock. Yeah. Andy Reed's getting into the Hall. But beyond that, it's going to be a torch passed to a different coaching regime to figure out how to survive with that big of an albatross contract-wise. But the consolation prize, Zach, you got Patrick Mahomes, and that cures a lot of ills no matter who your GM is, no matter who your head coach is. You know, I'm actually working on a story right now where I kind of give my thoughts on the Mahomes deal. And in those thoughts, I say to myself, or I say to the, you know, in the, in the piece, don't be surprised if the Chiefs stack titles now the next couple seasons. Don't, I mean, he's on a collision course, Chad Mahomes, right now with becoming the best quarterback in NFL history. It's not hyperbole, not exaggeration. There's no embellishment to that statement. But in two starting seasons, when you have an MVP and a Super Bowl MVP under your belt, when you deliver the franchise the first title in 50 years, and, and all those fourth-quarter comebacks it take to do that, I mean, he's an arrival Brady when it goes down. If, if the ship remains solid with Rita Mahomes as the best quarterback to ever play the game, say what you want about me, roast me if you want. That's what I feel. The only hope to counter what Zach just said is Drew Locke pushing back. The Broncos have to be the team that pushes back. It isn't going to be Derek Carr and, and the Raiders. It's not going to be, I doubt anyway, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, it's going to have to be Drew Locke. And I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest, or at least hint at, it could very well be the case. Manny's saying, look, Mahomes is injury prone. I know he had the injury this year, but I'm not aware of any other major injury that he's had that's caused him to miss a game. I know in 2018, he didn't miss a start. 2019, the knee. I'm trying to think back to his Texas Tech resume, and I don't recall him having injury prone on his jacket. So, I mean, you're, the one thing I'll say to you, Manny, is that, you know, injury bug is no respecter of persons. It can strike any player at any time. And so if Chiefs fans out there, they're just hoping and praying. They know as long as they got a healthy Patrick Mahomes, sky's the limit. But they're just one bite from the injury bug away. 
And even a non-healthy Mahomes, he was good on a hobble knee. They even won with Matt Moore at quarterback. Again, when you have the coaching, because it all comes down to that, like Andy Reid, you can win with most quarterbacks. But injuries are a part of the game. And, and Manny, I know you're a big Melvin Gordon guy. Would you say Melvin Gordon's injury prone? I mean, he's had injuries throughout his career. And if so, I mean, why are you so hyped on him? It's, it's just part of the game. So I, I wouldn't say Mahomes injury prone in the least. All right, Jess, good to hear that your fiance is home from the hospital. A long road to recovery, but she will recover, and we will support the Broncos from home, praying for a season. I think you're going to get it, my friend. Yeah. I wouldn't worry too much. The season's coming. It's going to be the most unique season we've had since the 80s when there was an actual replacement. You know, the NFL PA went on strike, and the owners put a collection of dudes off the street, came in, tried out, and played. This will probably be the most unique season since that particular era and zach the stream just did a jump i'm gonna go grab some from the the super chats from the youtube admin but zach yeah dale wow jumping in from jesus from uh the highest levels from the heavens Man, it just blows us away, bro. It just really does. There's generosity and the support from our community and our fans, our listeners. We love you. Nothing but love. It seriously stuns us. He says, so good to see Locke flex. He has a lot of mouths to feed on this roster. The stat I loved the most about Locke in his five starts were the number of players he spread the ball to. Eight, ten, nine, nine, and nine. I see the offense eating well this year and hope draft class, the draft class realizes its full potential, which is a great point. He spread the ball. He's not a guy, he wasn't a guy just, you know, trying to force it to Cortland Sutton for five games in a row. Like he really did spread right. the ball around. And now that he's actually got the upgrades in the skill position, I mean, Zach, it's not just Sutton now, it's freaking Jerry Judy. It's Noah Fant going into year two. Then you got KJ Hamler. Who knows, maybe Deshaun Hamilton takes a step forward finally because he's feeling a little heat you know, for, from behind in terms of K.J. Hamler. You bolstered the interior bringing in Graham Glasgow and bringing in Lloyd Cushenberry. You're hoping, you're expecting Dalton Reisner to take a Pro Bowl caliber leap forward in his second year. You're not sure yet what's going to happen at the tackles, but you know that if Jawan James is healthy, you got one side locked down and it's going to be a competition on the left side. But they're loaded for bear on this hunt and that's something that D-Dub our friend Dale out in Hawaii illustrates quite well here. Yeah, Dale's like the Chiefs and we're Patrick Mahomes, Chad. I mean, it's just so humbling <laughs> to get that type of support, and that is right, amazing. Thank you so much, Dale. But, yeah, you know, uh, one thing I watched from film, I'm not the biggest Deshaun Hamilton fan. I really haven't been throughout his career in the NFL. But last year, watching the lock form that bond with him, I mean, he was making plays in the open field. Devontae Booker was making plays. Tim Patrick was making more plays. Of course, we have Cortland Sutton. Now you have Gordon and Lindsey and Judy and Hamler. Uh, he's going to feel some pressure, though. I-, I wouldn't look for him to spread the ball around too much. He's going to feel at least a modicum of pressure to get the ball to Hamler, to Judy, and to Sutton. Those are the big three. They invested two premium picks in the rookies. They have Cortland Sutton's contract coming up relatively soon. He's going to know where his bread is buttered, especially in the red zone, having Fan and Sutton and all those big receivers. But yeah, I mean, as long as he's under center, you saw him literally galvanize the whole offense. The energy, the efficiency, it was all improved with Locke under center. And that's the biggest uh, trait and, and and characteristic of a franchise quarterback. So that's what I'm looking for this season and beyond. I mean, just hearing guys like Justin Simmons, who very smart, 
anytime he talks, man, I'm all ears. I mean, he's just very articulate. One of those guys that just captures your attention when he speaks. And he's, I mean, just what he had to say last week, I think it might've been the week before about Drew Locke shows you he's already got the veterans on board believing in him. So now at this point, the, the expectations are mounting internally, externally. It's a matter of can Drew Locke go out there and meet them and maybe even exceed them. It's going to be fun to see. And Dale, by the way, I hope you got your masks. I, I checked the tracking number. You should have gotten them today. I hope you did, bro. Uh, Mundungus, jumping back in. We have to do it the uh, old-fashioned way. Copy, paste, put it in because the stream jumped it. But Mundungus, he says, uh, it's my own wizard name from the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Okay. Zach, I have six copies of Football for Dummies, if you know any Raiders. <laughs> that's a good one. That's awesome. Appreciate that's, you. That's cool. If you actually, if you really do own a bookstore, uh, hit me up, dude. On I followed you yesterday. followed you back on Twitter. DM me what your website is, and I will patronize you, my friend. Uh, Zyka, I, I read a lot of books. Zyka Bowden jumping in, one of our superstars, showing some love, and he says, the next decade of the AFC West, Zach, is yeah. going to be epic. Especially when you have, I mean, say what you want about Justin Herbert. If he pans out, which I don't really believe he'll be a great quarterback in the NFL, you have Derek Carr. It's going to be an exciting division. A lot of points, a lot of yards, uh, not a lot of room for defense. And that's why I think that the Broncos kind of stand out. Because if they have a decent, good, above average, capable offense, and they have a top five defense, that's one thing the Chiefs don't have. That's one thing the Raiders don't have. And that's one thing I think the Chargers will kind of fall back from this season. So it's going to be fun to watch no matter what, win, lose, or draw. Amen. We're buttoning up close to our time limit here tonight, and I got to be a little bit more uh, strict on it because it is my son's birthday today. He's turning 12, and uh, I'm peeling away sun time on his birthday to talk to our great community and audience. And everyone knows that I'm, no, no one's no one's sad or anything. He's actually at football practice right now, so he's not missing out on anything in terms of dad being around. But he's going to be getting home here in the next 10 or 15 minutes, and we're going to be doing his party his cake his presence and all that so i got to keep it pretty sharp tonight to our hour but i wanted to tip our cap here to sebastian who jumped in with a very generous super chat thank you no message that i could see in the actual super chat but it's a name zach <clears throat> sebastian walker that i don't recognize in the super chat yeah. and we just want you to know we really do appreciate you, my friend yeah i look forward to uh, talking to you in the future sebastian welcome one name that we know well here though is dylan who is a bona fide superstar it's been a minute since I've seen – no, I've seen you in the streams. Oh, you got it. Thanks, John. On my side, it jumped. On John's side, he was able to grab Dylan. Awesome. There he is. Appreciate that. Just so, showing some love. Hashtag MHH. You know that means everything to us, my brother, and it's good to have you in the stream. John, what about Frankie? Can you grab Frankie? Because Frankie – yeah, perfect. Frankie also jumping in, showing some love. Appreciate Thank you, my Frankie. friend. That's two days in a row. He says, hey, guys, just checking in. Hope all is well with you, gentlemen. 70 days, counting it down until the Broncos kick off Ooh. against the Tennessee Titans, man. It'll be here before you know it. A lot, of, a lot of time. I mean, 70 days, it feels like a long time, but it'll be here before you know it. What was where, – where are we? We're sitting July 6th. Um, we're already about 70 days from the draft, right? April, May, May, June, and now we're into July. So about as long as it was from the draft is about how long we have to go until kickoff. However, we actually get some football activities in between this particular right. 70 days. Zach, we're going to get training camp, a unique form of training camp. We'll see what happens in the preseason. But 
we're going to actually get some football activity that we can all analyze and have some fun with. Thank God. If we can survive the year to this point, Chad, we can wait another 70 days. And that's, that's no problem. That's a breeze. Undoubtedly. All right. I'm going to jump down and grab Derek. Awesome to see you. Hope everything's going well with you and the missus. Hopefully this just means they can't pay anyone else on their team talking about the chiefs and Mahomes. Yeah. I mean, this next two years, this is their, this is their window. Not to say that, you know, Mahomes um, beyond 2021 is that the chiefs are going to be dead in the water by any stretch. As long as you've got a Mahomes on your roster, you're going to be a, a competitor, but they're going to be really pushing these next two years. So the Broncos got to come correct that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough the next couple of years, I'm not going to lie, unless Drew Locke takes that massive quantum leap forward, Chad, to challenge the Chiefs for supremacy in the West. Just having Mahomes healthy, and he has most of the team around him still, at least for this season, I, I would not be surprised at all if the Chiefs repeated this season. They're just too good with Mahomes and the current structure, the current roster, the current coaching. But the Broncos are up and coming as well, and they're going to prove a lot of doubters wrong this season. They're going to be a 9-10 win team more than likely, and they're going to establish themselves as contenders. And I've been saying it all offseason, Mahomes or not, they cannot worry about Kansas City. They cannot want to be the new Chiefs, be the new Broncos. Stay in their own lane, and success will come to them as well. Dale saying, dream season. Lock breaks Peyton's regular season passing touchdowns mark, which is 55. I was a little bit worried two seasons ago that Mahomes was going to break that, but he ultimately fell short. And if anyone's going to break it in the very near, near future, it's going to be Mahomes. But I think Locke has a good chance with this freaking arsenal, man. Not a good chance. That's, that's, I mean, 55 is like fairy tale numbers, right? Locke has a chance to approach that number. We'll see. He's got to make it happen, though. Uh, Darth Streamer, our old friend JT from across the pond in the UK, jumping in, showing some love on Super. And it's really late for JT. It's really late for our friend James. He says, hey, guys, working nights, so I'm able to catch you live. It's 2 a.m. in the UK, so I'm dropping in to say hi. Can't believe the Mahomes contract. Imagine giving half a billion to a guy who puts ketchup on (laughs) (laughs) Oh, isn't that weird? I don't agree with it, but, you know, if you can ball out and you can throw, you know, passes very far and very long and you can score touchdowns, you'll get that half a bill. KP jumping back in. Appreciate you, bro. He says the season, uh, the year is long. Thanks. The season is year long. long. Thanks to you guys. Interpret, Zach. I think he means it's it's around the year. It never stops. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, this is why I need Zach. I mean, one of many reasons why I need Zach on this podcast. Appreciate you, KP. Uh, and we do. We appreciate you guys more than we can say. All right. Is there anyone else we're missing? Oh, we got Eclipse. Oh, appreciate that, bro. I will tell him. I will tell him. I will say, Dresden, Eclipse Stormborn wishes you a happy birthday. <laughs> appreciate that, my brother. Um, Dave from Georgia jumping back in. We saw him last night. We're seeing him again in Super Chat. Two Thank you, Dave. Appreciate you, Dave. I got to say, Dave says, I'm more excited about this team than I have been in years. And happy birthday to your son. Appreciate that. Yeah, gang, there's a lot to be excited about. You know, I'm just happy. I'm just looking forward to cleats hitting the grass and getting back to some kind of normalcy for Broncos country in terms of putting this bizarre, weird 2020 spring and early summer behind us and getting back to a level of normalcy. Just having football back at Dove Valley is going to be everything even if the Broncos, you know, I'm crossing my fingers, I'm knocking on wood right now. Even if the Broncos end up not having a great season, 
at least we have the greatest game ever created in sports yes. in football and the Denver Broncos that we can all enjoy it with. Whether it's W's, whether it's L's, it's going to be a lot of fun this year. But I'm inclined to agree with Dave and Dale and everyone else who's feeling that excitement and expectations are elevated. There's a reason for that, and I think fans should have a, a solid level of confidence this time going into a season. Very well said, Chad. And yeah, I know it seems like you know you you touch the stove and get burned. You touch the stove and get burned, and you're apprehensive about touching the stove. Broncos fans have been led to believe the Broncos are going to be contenders the last couple seasons. Case Keenum, Paxton Lynch, Joe Flacco. It hasn't happened. So I understand the, the tentative gun shy nature of rooting for Denver this year, but it's different. The it's a different kind of feeling. It's a different culture, different players, different mindset and attitude. And I'm so excited, Chad, to see the Broncos silence all these haters. I'm so excited to see Drew Locke on the field throwing to Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. How cool is that? This offense is going to be balling. The defense is going to be stout top five. They're going to win nine, ten games back in the playoffs. We have a lot to look forward to. For as bad as 2020 has been the first seven months, the last five should be very fun to watch for the Broncos. Amen to that. Appreciate everybody wishing uh, my boy a happy birthday. Uh, he'll think that's really cool. Uh, and JT jumping in again. Hashtag, we, we love the emojis. We all know what it means. <laughs> all right, we all know what it means. Hashtag Broncos World Rookie Deal at quarterback opens the window. Yep, and that's what we touched on early in this show, man. Cost-controlled uh, quarterback means – opportunity knocks and the Broncos just have to strike while the iron is hot. But guys, that's got to do it for today's episode of the huddle up podcast. Thanks to each and every one of you for joining us and making this conversation that is now one hour and three minutes long. Feel like it was 10 minutes, dude. Like it just flies by. And it's because you guys make this an organic living conversation. It's not uploaded and recorded ahead of time and edited it's raw it's live you are a part of it and it's what keeps zach and i coming back day after day after day so thanks for joining us mile high salute to our super chat superstars these last two days you guys have blown us away it's just amazing we are so grateful for you guys and it just keeps us all the more focused and committed to continue bringing you this content both in yeah. the live streams and the podcast but in our written work our videos the whole nine yards so you guys inspire us, and we appreciate you more than we can say. Make sure you are following the podcast, guys, on Twitter, where we've kind of been hovering right under 2,000 followers on Twitter on the podcast account. So if you're on Twitter, make sure you're following the pod. If you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter and follow the pod. Help us get over the 2,000 mark. And while you're at it, make sure you also follow Mile High Huddle. My partner, you got to follow him, Zach Kelberman, on Twitter at Kelberman NFL, myself, at Chad N. Jensen. And you can also find John, Buona Beast himself on Twitter, at John K, K-A-Y-M-H-H. That's how you find and follow John. Connect with all three of us on social media. We love keeping the conversation going there. We love keeping the conversation going at milehighhuddle.com. So we'll see you around then. And Zach, we're saying goodbye to, to the community until Wednesday night. We'll have Stu on. It's going to be a blast, but have a great start to your week, my friend. You too, and I want to just give a little shout out to Broncos fan ninety nine. We see you, we recognize you. You want to be want to be noticed. We noticed you. And uh, Chad, tag on go. to your point. We always talk about off camera how excited we are for the season to start and to have the pod going into a season that we think will be very successful for the Broncos. So just hold out until July twenty eighth. Keep rolling with us, and it will get it will get so much more fun and exciting when the season starts. 
Yep, but you guys are the hardest of the hardcore, the most yeah. dedicated. It's funny to see this this year in particular. It's been even more measurable. But just a quick aside, I'm seeing if my wife's back yet. I don't think she is uh, with the boy. Anyway, it's been more measurable this year because I think Zach, it's been such a weird off season where t- traditionally everything that we'd be talking about at this point in the off season, we we've already been talking about for three or four months because there've been no OTAs, and so fans really the most casual of fans and they're great fans and great members of our community who are going to be coming back when football starts again and a bunch of names people will be like oh i forgot about you welcome back but it's been a noticeable drop off and my and it'll come back as soon as cleats hit the grass it's going to come back however my hat is tipped to you guys who are the hardest of the hardcore yeah. nothing happening in broncos country in terms of news in terms of activities on the field but you guys are here with us every single night you haven't stopped you don't take a night off you're here with us each and every day that we're going live, not just on Huddle Up, but all the other podcasts as well. So we appreciate you guys. Best fan base in the world, best listeners in the world. I, I stick to that. Perfect way to end the podcast. For Zach Kelberman, I'm Chad Jensen. We'll talk to you guys Wednesday night. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.